this is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome to the Flavor of Leadership podcast. This is episode number 26. This last week, I've been thinking quite a bit about some of the little lessons that I've learned throughout my life from from my parents and you know other people in my life. And I was thinking about just this small little lesson that I learned from my mother when I was young, something that she's repeated many, many times. And I remember that from a very early age, I remember my mom teaching me how to clean, teaching me kind of the the expectation, like in our house, this is what we do and this is how we clean and this is what's acceptable and, and what's not, kind of setting those guidelines for me, kind of setting the standard. And I remember her specifically, and I believe it was with a sponge in a, in a bathroom once. And I, and I remember her sitting there and she was explaining to me that when you're cleaning the bathroom or cleaning something and you're wiping it down, that you get all the dirt off of whatever you're cleaning and then you need to rinse it. And you need to rinse often. That was what she always said. That was her little lesson. Rinse often, rinse often. She'd say that all the time because otherwise you're just going to mush all the dirt around and just spread it from one place to the next if you don't rinse often. And so I can remember my mom from a very early age and throughout my life, her saying, all right, go clean the bathroom. Don't forget to rinse often, rinse often, you know, because she she knows that, you know, when you're young, you don't always take the time to do it right. And so rinsing often was one of those ways just to make sure it was going to be going to be good. I can't tell you how many times I heard this. And the expectation was clear. To clean well, you must rinse often. As I was pondering on the simplicity of this lesson and how often I've had it repeated, and, and honestly, how often I've actually repeated it to my own kids because they're, they're wiping off the, the table or, or cleaning the bathroom. I'm like, okay, rinse, 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 rinse often. And I find myself doing the same thing because... That's that's what I learned, and that was the expectation of of what needed to happen. And so it it actually reminded me of another experience when I was young. Just like most kids, we had chores that we had to do each day. So there was a clear expectation of of what chores needed to be done. And for us, it was before we went to school, and these are the chores that need to be done. And on Saturdays, it was a little bit different. On Saturdays, you do your normal chores, but then in addition. You also, we also had Saturday chores. So the Saturday chores would be, you know, more deeper cleaning. We clean all the bathrooms, mop all the floors. Maybe you go out and pull weeds or whatever it was that needed to be done around the house. Kind of those bigger jobs that you didn't do on a daily basis. And no one wanted to do them. It wasn't fun. You, you're kind of used to doing your daily chores, but came to the Saturday chores. It's like, all right, whatever. I just want to get up, get them done. And I remember my mom, she would write a list. She'd take a little piece of paper. She'd write down all the different things that she wanted us to accomplish on the Saturday, so Saturday morning. So we'd get up Saturday morning, and my mom, instead of just assigning who would do what job, most of the time what she would do is she would she would allow us to choose our jobs. And so there'd be a whole list of jobs, and you just have to choose, and we would keep going around until all the jobs were gone. And one of the ways that she'd determine who gets to choose first is she would pick a color in her mind. She'd think of a color and then we would go around and we would guess what color it was. And if you guessed what color it was, then you got to go first and, and pick your job first. And I remember she would, she would do that. And it was always just this game. So I can just, I can remember that in my mind, her, her always doing that. And 
there was a disproportionate amount of times actually that the color was turquoise. So it was so funny. We would we would very often guess turquoise, and it was right so often. And so it was always funny. So that was always a, a running joke in our family. But I remember when I was eight years old, I must have gotten the color wrong. I don't remember exactly what happened. I must have been one of the last ones to choose because I ended up with the job of mopping the kitchen floor. So the kitchen floor, I remember it being so big in my childhood home. I remember this kitchen floor being so large and thinking it was going to take forever. In hindsight, just like a lot of things when you're little, I've actually you know saw that kitchen years later and it actually made me laugh at how small the kitchen actually was. <laughs> and so, but at that time point in my life, around eight years old, it was huge. And this was really probably one of my my first times really mopping the floor by myself. Before that, I could probably pull the I'm too young card. And, but at this point, it was like, look, you're old enough to do this on your own. So I remember that my mom, she probably said, I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure she said, okay, now fill it up. Make sure you rinse off and rinse the mop head off. And, and I remember thinking, oh, this job's the worst, but I can do it fast. And if I get the quicker I get done, the quicker I can go and play. And so I doubt I rinsed as often as I as I'd been taught to do. And so after I was done, my mom came walking by to check and see how I was doing. And she looked at the floor and said, No way, this isn't good enough. This isn't this isn't right. You missed spots. You didn't rinse your mop. You just spread around the dirt. What are you doing? Did you even sweep before you mopped? that kind of stuff. And it's like, Oh man, probably not. You know? And so I was grumbling, went back to do it again. So I went back and, you know, filled up the sink with water again, got the mop back out and started to do it all over again, did the whole floor again. And my mom came back to check it again. And she had that disappointed look on her face. And I knew immediately that, you know, I had missed the mark on this and I, and I knew it before she even came. I was just, I was just angry. I had to do it again. And so I just did it fast again. And so guess what? I had to do it again for a second time or the third time actually at this point. And so this time I just like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. And so I took the time to hit every part of the floor, rinse the mop off and make sure it was good. And this time when my mom came and checked, I knew it. I knew before she even came, I knew I had done it right. I knew I had done it well. And guess what? she was pleased. She was so happy and, and let me know how well I had done. But I knew before she came, I knew what the expectation was. And because she held me accountable to it, I, I rose to the occasion. Right. And I've, and I still remember that to this day. I remember knowing that we do things a certain way. We do them right in our family. And so the expectation was clear. You know, I'm grateful for that lesson that I learned at that time that I need to do things right the first time. And I, I learned the accountability from my mom. And does anyone ever actually like to be held accountable? I know at that age, I mean, gosh, I didn't want to be held accountable. I just wanted to go play. And so I didn't enjoy it at the time, but I am grateful now for the lesson that I learned. In our teams that we have at work, people don't often want to be held accountable to things. At least they don't think they do. But in the end, we all do strive to do our very best. We want to do our best. We want to make people happy and accomplish great things. We want to meet our goals. And so accountability and love are two super connected things. We've talked about this in the past, about how holding someone accountable is, is one way to show that we care about them, whether that's at home or at work. 
holding people accountable as a form of love and showing that you that you care for them enough to help them be better and be the best they can be. There's a quote by a man by the name of Stephen Maraboli, and he says, wisdom stems from personal accountability. We all make mistakes, own them, learn from them. Don't throw away the lesson by blaming others. So I love that. We all make mistakes, own them, learn from them. Don't throw away the lesson by blaming others. Have you blamed others for your lack of performance as a leader? I know that when I think back on my history, especially as a young leader, when I was kind of managing my my first few people or my first small little team, I can think of many failures where perhaps the the numbers in my areas of leadership were not quite up to par. And where I look to others instead of my own lack of leadership. You know, I'd look over at them and say where they failed instead of seeing it as a failure in my leadership or my ability to help them accomplish the goals. Sometimes it was as simple as me not setting clear expectations or perhaps not holding people accountable, even if I had set clear expectations in the front end, not holding people accountable out of fear, not wanting to have that confrontation with people early in my career, and then in the end, having the results show that I didn't do what I knew I was supposed to do. It's a little embarrassing, honestly, as I think back. But those really are the experiences that taught me how to do things differently in the future, not wanting to repeat those things. Just like they talk about in the quote, don't throw away the lesson by blaming others. That's something that I know where I've messed up. And, and when I finally realized it was me, I was able to make a change. And the lesson has, has taught me well ever since. And it helped me learn that one of the best ways that I can care for others is by setting expectations, holding them accountable, and also as a leader, doing the same for myself. As you think about failures you've had that you blamed on others, in ways that you could, if you, if you, are you, can you think of those things? Can you think about how you could have impacted it more yourself now as you look back? Let those lessons drive you into the future. The last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about habits, routines, sleep, all of these critical things that help your body function properly. We talked about exercise earlier in the year as well. And all of these sleep and morning routines and exercise, all of these things are quite difficult. And even though they're super simple, they're quite difficult to maintain and stay consistent in our lives. Have you ever blamed other circumstances in your life or even their people for not accomplishing your own goals, like your own personal goals? There are so many things in our lives that we can blame for not giving us enough time. There's always that that excuse, right? We always say, oh, we don't have enough time or we don't have X to allow us to be able to hit those, those goals that, we're, that we say we want to hit. But sometimes it's just a matter of personal accountability, right? We talk about how important accountability is with our children, with our teams at work, but are we holding ourselves accountable? And are we setting up the systems in our lives to make it easy to hold ourselves accountable. This week, try to find a person on your team with whom you can practice 
more loving accountability. See if there's someone that you should have done a little bit better and start now. Or on the other hand, take personal responsibility in your own life or for some of the other places to hold yourself more accountable for a commitment or goal that you have consistently missed. Maybe it's something we've talked about in the last few weeks, but take the personal responsibility and commit to make the change. You got this. Until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflidership.com. Thanks for listening.